When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You ever get that feeling when you're in the woods like, what was that? I think that, I felt that in here. I think sometimes that's them. Sue, my girlfriend, and I were there. She decided, well, we're going to go for a for a hike. Because, you know, we wanted to... Because there's a Sasquatch around there, too, right? But as soon as we got out of the car and we started on the hike, I saw these two sticks side by side, peeled sticks side by side. And I said, oh, okay, they're, they're here. They're around. So then we continued our hike, and then Sue was starts meandering up this hill and whatever, way up in the slope. I said, I'm not going up there. I'm beat. I said... So I'm not going up there and my hearing is not good. She was uh, yelling down to me or whatever that, hang on, I'll be down, but I, I didn't hear that. So I, I said, I'm, you know, I was a little, ah, damn it. I'm just going to go back to the car myself, right? So I got lost. I couldn't find the car. I, 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 and it was in the fall. It was going to be way below zero at night. And I'm thinking, I'm going to have to start getting firewood or something if, if I can't find my way. I, I, I was kind of you know, quite, uh, quite worried about it. I mean, literally I went up like mountain roads or whatever. And I went up like a mile or so. And then I said, ah, came back and I went up trails and I didn't see anything I recognized. I said, ah, I'm lost, you know? And I, finally I was at this little roundabout, the circle kind of thing. And they were like a trail going off here and a trail this way and maybe three directions. At that point I said, guys, I'm lost. I need you to help me. I said that to them. I said, I, I need you to help me. I'm lost. Can you help me out? So I went up this final trail. And I, once again, I w- didn't really recognize anything, right? But then I came upon two peeled sticks side by side that looked just like the ones I had seen. I taken note of when I came in, right? I saw those sticks. I said, oh, great. I'm close. I'm on the right way. Because I was just about ready to turn around again. But I saw those two peeled sticks there. So then I just walked a couple more yards or whatever, and then I saw Sue driving by really, really slowly in the car up on the road. I said, hey, Sue, hey, Sue, you know, and then she stopped and we connected or whatever. And I said, thank God I made it back to her. And she said, what do you mean? You're a mile and a half away from where we were parked. Those two sticks encouraged me to go further so that I, that I would hook up with her, right? But there's more. She was... Um, driving around trying to find me but at one point just before that something told her to stop and then all of a sudden okay go now so you know something was connect communicating with her 
it's time to go now. And it's just as soon as they basically said it's time to go now is when she drove by and I was coming up. So they, they connected us. I'm Jim Perry, and you are listening to Euphemet, a show about the unknown and our relationship to it. On this edition, we explore the forests of British Columbia to attempt communication with Sasquatch. What we find is not what we expect. Wow. Sometimes when I'm, I'm driving in here, the energy is so strong, I've actually been crying. Producer Chelsea Weber-Smith and I are speeding down a remote mountain road deep in the wilderness of British Columbia. Our escort, Brian Bland, is showing us his home. Well, the place in where his heart truly resides. A lush forest, rich in Sasquatch lore. And with any luck, we are about to meet his family, the Sasquatch people. (laughs) You're feeling something. You're feeling something. Are you too? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, you are feeling something. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, they're giving you their their love then. I'm getting kind of tingly and everything too. Now I'm going to take you to a place, and I'm hoping there's nobody camped there. If there's nobody camped there, they're probably going to. Brian believes a clan of Sasquatch have, in some sense, adopted him, and are working through him to deliver messages. He's emotional when speaking about it, and I think truly excited to be sharing his experience with us firsthand. It sort of looks like picture book. Someone else in the country, if they came here, they would think like, oh, this is where Sasquatch would be. Anywhere else in the world, their thought pattern would be, yep, if he's anywhere, this is where. You know what? I've heard people say that. They say if, if, they're, if they're anywhere, they're here. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Next on Euphemet, we embark on a journey to make contact with a clan of Sasquatch in the bush and wild country right after this. Isn't this beautiful? This is so, so beautiful. We're hiking through dense bush and find our way to a well-traveled path. And how often do you come out here? Uh, as often as I can. Yeah. They probably did that. Nothing spectacular, mind you. Can you describe what we just walked by? Uh, just three sticks, like, lined up uh, like a fan, whatever. These three sticks are an example of a glyph. Think esoteric pictographs. Formations of perfectly peeled branches, moss, rocks, leaves, in which Brian and a growing community of enthusiasts around the world believe denote communication by clans of Sasquatch. They're reaching out, but why? Yeah, but when you see one that, you know, when you see a real amazing one, then it's just no-brainer. So how it first started was like, you know, like you, I've always been interested in Sasquatch, right? I'm always driving down the down the highway in wooded areas or whatever and uh, looking off into the bush thinking I, w- I want to see one. You know, I've always wanted to see one kind of thing. And um, one day I was walking with my dogs and uh, this is the first time I really had that thought placement or whatever. And it was like, you know, people say, I got a feeling. It's not a feeling, it's like concrete. It's way more than a feeling. And I looked up into the mountains 
something was telling me you get you know I, I got to get up here and I saw this fellow who was local to me he could uh, feel that I had a good vibe and a good energy about me and I was you know legitimate and not gonna hurt them or try you know I didn't have um, an agenda so he brought me out here and the first day we were out he was showing me the glyphs and uh, you know they've been working with me with him ever since so that's kind of sorted my my journey with them right can you tell me a little bit about uh, gifting because it's a thing that goes back and forth correct yeah this is funny because uh, we had a, a gifting tree we called it and it was off in the bush in a remote area and uh, I, I, I put a plastic bag tied it up to a tree initially I put two apples in it and I went back a, a short time later and uh, bag still tied to the tree and I'm thinking oh, okay I didn't do anything but then I thought oh, maybe I'll look inside so I looked inside and one of the apples had a huge big bite out of it but it was you know tied up again and whatever too right and they're still in the bag so I, I, I took that apple out and I put it maybe 50 yards off on a stump somewhere else the next time I went back it was back in the bag again shortly after that then I started seeing all these glyphs right by the, the base of the tree like complicated with like a whole bunch of stuff that's when they really started communicating with me through the glyphs then I knew hey wait a minute they're communicating with these now Brian and others in this community believe they have found that at least three individual Sasquatch personalities live in these mountains each of which have been given names by humans to better associate them with their unique glyphs and communications Ari Forshna, Rajasay, their names almost arbitrary, the experiences they're a part of, anything but. First time I saw one was a, a 3D glyph propped up in the sand and it had an A and an X combined. AX which means friendship welcome is the X. The A is from the clan of RE, so it was Friendship Welcome from the clan of RE. It was like thick, white peeled sticks. Really, really beautiful. So we're looking at it, and all of a sudden we both looked, we're, we're looking at it, we looked to our left, and we saw RE in the bush, watching us, looking at it. He was like 11 to 12 feet tall, a huge head, and he's looking at us, and then all of a sudden he just uh, went from left to right. It looked like he was on a conveyor belt, like almost supernatural. It was like, you know, and, and just disappeared. What did, that, what did that feel like? When I finally did see it, it was like amazing. But then I realized, you know, all the lessons and stuff that they've taught me, whatever, are really what it's all about. That was just like the cherry on, on top. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of humans, they'd say, okay, well, that's actual confirmation there for them. But you had already kind of already felt your way around that, right? Yeah, I mean, no, I had already heard them talking and I had already uh, seen them interacting with the glyphs and I already felt their energy. I mean, there was no doubt. And I heard them whoop and different stuff they do, tree knocking. But, you know, to see it, actually see one then you know that's like the 
the nail in the coffin as far as any doubt, right? <laughs> I'll tell you an interesting story. We were coming back, my friend and I were coming back from an overnighter. We're walking along, all of a sudden, can you come over here with me, just so I can illustrate it? So let's say this is the whole trail, so I didn't see anything, 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 and right about here, Sasquatch fully materialized from, from nothing. Like, fully materialized, like I could see the back of its head, uh, shoulders, I could even see the muscles in its back or whatever, the, the brown hair, then it went behind the tree and, and up the slope, okay? And I said to my friend, did you see that Sasquatch? And he said, you mean that little dog? The thing is, is that they can present themselves to you in any form that they want. At that point, they did not want him to see a Sasquatch. So he saw a little dog that was kind of like Toto, right? Yeah. At the end of it, it's getting dark, but it was a full moon and it was quite light out anyway, so you could kind of, you know how those nights are, you can see. I, I said, let's go to this area, check it out or whatever. So we're walking around and then as we're walking back, like I said, I didn't have to even put the, a light on, but I had a, a head lamp with a, a swivel. And I, I just thought, I can't remember if I actually said it out loud but or, or thought. I wonder if they left as a glyph. So I switched the headlamp on and it was the swivel was like facing right down below me. And right there, instantaneously as the light went on, was a beautiful foreglyph, which is Forshna. That's his signature glyph. Like, you know, you would write your signature. That's his. And it was right below me. And then I knew like, okay, that was me that was with you the whole weekend doing some, some other amazing things. And that was me you saw across the, the path. And, uh, you know, just, just beautiful stuff. I was actually on the trail just above this one. I picked up a rock and, oh, I can't hit the broad side of a barn. <laughs> I'm a softball player. Whoa, nice. Wow. I told you I was level here. <laughs> you never know when you're going to need a good rock throw. That's what I was So anyway, I, I threw one like that, and but the one I threw, it, it had a really hollow thunk. And as soon as I threw it, somebody threw a rock from the bush and made the same sound, but it wasn't, it wasn't quite as good as mine. So I said, hey, man, it's not every day I kick a Sasquatch's ass. But I, I, I kicked your ass. I said, my, you know, my rock was better than yours. Okay. So I came back, I think the next day or the, a couple of days later, and I'm having a little snooze on the moss and just relaxing. And when I got up, I said, okay, I'm going to throw another rock, right? So I threw another rock on the tree. Thunk. And then all of a sudden, thunk, thunk, thunk. Back and forth, we went on for about 10 minutes. Like, and, and... The rocks that that he was throwing were as loud as what the ones that I was throwing from a short distance. I mean, it was just like, but he was doing double ricochets and triple ricochets, and he just kicked my butt. <laughs> Funny man, and I'm laughing, and we're just I'm just laughing back and forth, and and we were going on for about ten minutes or whatever, and then all of a sudden, everything went quiet. Nothing, 
I had a connection with a with a female Sasquatch in here called Rajasay. So I'm walking along with these uh, with my First Nations friend there and another guy, and I smelt this really strong floral perfume, and it was so strong that it burnt my eyes and my throat and my nose and whatever. It was like whoa, and my my friend smelt it, but not as strong as me, because it was for me, and uh, the other guy there, who doesn't really get the spiritual connection as much. He didn't smell anything. Uh, so I asked my First Nations friend there, I said, is, we were talking about it, is that a good thing or whatever? And he just had like a smile on his face and said, yeah, yeah, you know, he wouldn't, a lot of First Nations people, they don't want to give you the information. They'll, they'll guide you and they'll lead you along, but they want you to experience it yourself, right? And um, so I smelt that that perfume and then uh, that was Raj so anyway so I'm walking back from actually from this from this trail and it was not far from where we we came in and um, I heard some rustling in the bush and I, and I knew it was her right I just knew it was her and all of a sudden I got hit up with this what I called it at the time was like a universal energy it was like a loving universal energy it was so strong and, and I felt it it was like so real and it was like I knew everything everywhere it was all one and all connected it was it was a powerful message uh, you know the First Nations people whatever I mean they, they used to I mean most of them have stories about the Sasquatch people and they, they, they just basically consider them to be uh, a big big uh, tribe of Indians, right? They just consider them to be a big people, a big tribe of Indians and um, I mean they even had some trade or whatever I think going on between them in, in, in certain areas. And the reason, one of the reasons is, is because the First Nations people, like a lot of them have Star Nations histories and, and uh, stories that have been passed down from generation to generation. Their, their beliefs of all one, all connected, and the, the forest and the spirits and the forest, or whatever, is very much along the lines of what the Sasquatch people believe. But when the, when the, when the white, white guys came here and they started, you know, like decimating the Indian culture and, and, and you know, shooting guns off and just totally disrespecting everything, the Sasquatch backed off and, they, and that's when they basically became like a myth. But now that, you know, it's time when, you know, of awakening or whatever, and so that they're coming back and connecting with people. That's when they basically became like a myth and a legend that people thought was just, you know, they didn't believe in, right? But, you know, in these days when people are waking up and whatever, like they're part of the, the awakening that they want the human race to do. That's what they're here to assist us for. They're part of that. So that we can raise our vibrations and then if enough people do that and feel that feeling when your vibrations are raised, you can't hate anything. You cannot you can't be like we are now. You you have to you have to live it you have to live different. That's 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 what they that's why they're back. They're trying to, to help us to take that that step. So it's almost like they're carefully coming back with the right people. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. What would you say to people that are that are scared of the idea of Sasquatch? 
Because there's that, right? There's like horror movies and stuff that depict him as like sort of wild, violent beast. And you think there's an element, of, or there, is there a bad clan out there that maybe? Well, I have heard of them chasing people off, or whatever, but they don't normally hurt them, do they? I mean, it, it, I, I don't think that I, I don't think that they are really too receptive to people who who are negative or have a negative energy or want to go out and hurt them or whatever. Uh, they they won't connect with them, but they're not monsters. They're like spiritual beings or whatever. They're real. They're real flesh and blood, but they 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 understand the connection of everything. They understand the true nature of spirituality and whatever. So they're they're extremely loving. And when my mother died in in February, I wanted to come up here to the woods, you know, to to think and to find some peace and whatever. And I went out to my car, and this is right in this is right right where we were, right in town, right? And they had left a, a peel stick stuck right under my bumper. And it was like them supporting me, like we're, we're supporting you, we're, we care. The very next day I went out and there was an open triangle there. The next day, peel sticks, and it was pointed right to this place. Do you feel that even when you're not around them? Like, can you feel them all the time in your life? Are they kind of a comfort for you always? I can feel them a lot. Mm -hmm. A lot of, most of the time, yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. I feel their, their love and their support and uh, their energy. Yeah, I do. I feel it a lot. And how does that kind of change your life? Or how has that changed your life, having that concept? Well, it's given me a, a, a like, I'm not afraid of uh, death or whatever now because I know that we're eternal beings. They've just given me a, a broader, I mean, they've opened up my heart or whatever, like things I already had anyway, but they've just really opened it up. And it's just a really loving, comforting, family kind of feeling, I guess. Um, this is the real thing about Sasquatch. But I mean, when they come and they give you a message of support and love or whatever, for something that happened in your life, whatever, and you, it, you, it's just the most beautiful, loving, grateful, feeling you could imagine just like man they got my back they love me uh, it, it's it's beautiful I would be lying if I didn't say that when it comes to Sasquatch I want to believe a part of me was hoping to connect in some way but just like anything worthwhile the relationships we build are a process an education and when it comes to the anomalous expectations are best left out of the experience. What's best sometimes is to just listen and learn from what's around you. Perhaps it's only then that you may inherit a connection. A connection from a Sasquatch. This is such a positive and uplifting story. And I feel like this is the side of the Sasquatch story that I don't, I don't hear a lot about. You know? Um, it's the only part of them, really. Yeah. The other stuff is just fluff. Yeah. I'm, I don't want to disrespect anybody, but it really doesn't mean anything. You know, I want to shoot one, or let's, cap, let's prove they exist, let's put one in a zoo, or, you know, like, what's the length of this drum? You know, that, the, all that stuff, when you get a connection with them, it's just, it's just nonsense. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything, right? Truthfully, guys, Everything I've said is absolutely a fact. They, they, it, it, 
I don't I don't take leaps of faith. They brought that they bring you along like school. So that when I get to a certain point of understanding, I know what I'm seeing and experiencing. They're they're thorough. Yeah, it's all real. Absolutely. And it's amazing. It's just they are amazing. Right guys? <laughs> Thank you for listening to this edition of Euphemet. To see Brian's glyphs and photos of our adventures in BC, make sure to join our group, the Society of Euphemet, on Facebook. Also, to support the show, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Ratings and reviews help us out big time, so of course thank you to everyone who has contributed so far. You can follow us at Euphemet all across social media, and me at It's Jim Perry on Twitter. This has been Euphemet. I'm Jim Perry, and until next time, keep looking up.